Good afternoon, and welcome to this week's episode of the <laughs> Shout Out on Wiggle 91 Auburn. I'm your host, Isabel. And I'm Malin. And we're doing a great little shout out to ChatGPT today. I kind of forgot the intro there for a minute. So, ChatGPT is an AI. But, um, Malin, do you want to explain why we're doing this so late as the music finally fades out? Um, yeah, so basically Malin um usually sits in the big girl chair and she like big girl she, chair being the chair in which we like record yeah so and, like cut to ad and stuff I get to control all the buttons and she forgot to press the unload button which is really important when you want to get the episode on the computer to upload for our Spotify listeners uh, all like 15 of them just kidding there's more I swear <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um we're going to do this again because we really liked this week's episode. So we're trying again. Um, we had a little segment on our happies of the week, but I think we're not going to do that. Yeah. Now. I mean, we went to concerts and it was super lit. Yay. We talked about Lulu Woo. leggings. Yes. Y'all don't want to hear about that. For like a long time. And how I have like an unhealthy obsession with Lulu. Oh, yeah. She knows about like every single. Gosh, I lost. Okay. So. ChatGPT. So if you don't know what ChatGPT is, it's essentially like Google and Siri had a love child. Yes. And you can tell it to do anything for you. Um, so basically be like, hey, write me a story about XYZ. Write me a poem about XYZ. Write a play. Write a song. Write this, that, the other. So I have, hold on, first, a fictional conversation where Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley argue angrily over whether the cereal or milk comes first. They may only argue with lyrics from their song. And we're going to reenact it for you guys. Wait, am I? Can I be Michael Jackson? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Can I get... What does Elvis sound like? Um, he, he, thank he, you. Thank like, you very much. Yeah, his okay. voice like draws and stuff. Okay. I got it. I don't have a good Michael Jackson impression, so like, don't judge me. He's got like the hee-hee. Yeah, I know. It's like airy, right? Okay. I don't know. Hey, do you know a good Michael Jackson? No, just hee hee. Okay, yeah. Yeah, see, exactly. Just hee hee. Okay. I don't care about the way you talk, baby. If you ain't saying nothing, you're wasting breath. Well, let me tell you something, baby. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Crying all the time. Don't be cruel, Elvis. Just beat it. You know I'm bad and bad. You know it. I ain't ever caught a rabbit, and I ain't no saint. But when it comes to cereal and milk, I know the proper way. I'm starting with the milk, then I add the cereal, and I'll tell you once again who's bad. <laughs> no, no, baby. You got it all wrong. The cereal comes first, and then the milk. And that's the way it is. You sound like something else. Hold up. Anyways. You ain't nothing but a smooth criminal, <laughs> Elvis. You're trying to start something, but I won't stop till I get enough cereal in my bowl. You may be the king of pop, but you don't know how to make a bowl of cereal, and that's why you're always alone. You ain't nothing but a hound dog, Elvis. Don't you step on my blue suede shoes, but when it comes to cereal and milk, I know I'm right. I'm not doing that right. I'm like, okay, go. <laughs> well, maybe we should just agree to disagree, baby. After all... We're both legends in our own right. That's right, Elvis. We may have different ways of doing things, but we're both kings of rock and roll, and that's all that matters. 
I I just turned into like from like a okay Michael yeah. impression to like a straight up like southern I don't I can't do a good Elvis. I feel like mine was really bad. I, if I know the song I do like Like my I feel like my smooth criminal segment was okay. Cuz like which one was You've just... been hit by you've oh, yeah, been that struck one was by okay. a smooth criminal. <laughs> I hope that sounded amazing in the earphones. If like because I didn't record um the podcast, I get the punishment of not getting headphones right now because we're recording it in a different place than the studio. It's the bullpen, and we could not find another. We can only hook up one set of headphones. Yep, unfortunately. Um, so I rate that one like a. That was like a six. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. I have a really good one. Um, Harry Potter getting interviewed by the Simpsons in regards of plastic surgery. Oh my gosh. If you want to do that one. I do. Okay. It's more of like a story. Like he didn't give Oh no. Did you lose it? I'll read I'll read my left shark, right shark thing while you're doing that. Okay, okay so I wrote two poems, um and it is about Left Shark's emotions um after he performed his dance at the Super Bowl in 2015 with Katy Perry at the halftime show. Is so. this in your box notes? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> in the grandest stage of all, Left Shark danced with all his heart, but something was amiss, he felt, as if he was set apart. His moves were fluid and free, his fin swayed to the beat, but he could feel the eyes on him, and the pressure made him weak. Right Shark danced with such ease, his moves were sharp and clear. Left Shark tried his very best, but his steps did not compare. He felt the weight of expectation, the fear of being judged, but he danced with all his soul to the rhythm that he loved. Left Shark knew he was different, and that's what made him great, for he danced with his own style, and he did not need to imitate. So let the world say what they will, and let the critics tear him apart, for Left Shark danced with his own heart, and that's what made him a work of art. Okay, and now my second poem is um oh my god <laughs> how right shark is um really really has a big ego and aggravates left shark with it um so <clears throat> left shark danced with all his soul his moves were full of heart but right shark was quick to judge and set them worlds apart left shark felt the weight of doubt as he swam across the stage and though he danced with all his might he felt his spirit fade. For Right Shark swam beside him with his ego set in stone, and every move that Left Shark made was met with a dismissive groan. But Left Shark knew that he was more than just a lesser part, for he danced with his own grace and he danced with all his heart. He swam with the rhythm of his soul and let his spirit soar. And though Right Shark may be arrogant, Left Shark was worth much more. So let the world see Right Shark's ego and let them praise his every move. For Left Shark danced with all his soul, and his spirit will never be subdued. Okay, I'm going to take my headset off because it was, like, muting me, and I didn't appreciate it. It was muting you. Or not muting me, but, like, it just makes, like, I can't hear. Because it's not, it doesn't sound the same. Oh, okay. See how it's, like, different? I only have it, like, half and half. No, but, like, put it on all the way. Like, okay. it, it just makes the world quiet. It does make it quieter. That is weird. I know, weird. Okay, okay. what would you rate that one? Um... I think that alone the poems really don't speak for themselves that much because, I mean, 
The first one, just if you only have the first one alone, it just makes it seem like Left Shark is weak in his ways. And that's really sad because in reality, he was really brought down by his bully, Right Shark, who was arrogant and had a huge ego. So, like, alone, like, the first poem, definitely, like, a 3 out of 10. And the second poem, like, a 6 out of 10. But, like, together, it's a 10 out of 10. That's not really how averages work. No, I'm not averaging it at all. Like, it's, it's, it's like a, it, it just, it, that's how it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Um, would you like to hear my Harry Potter? Yeah, Harry do Potter. I have to, do I have to take it? No, slide? this okay, is go. just like, it's just like a story. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. So the scene is the Simpson family sitting on their couch watching television when the doorbell rings. Mm-hmm. So a little, can I get a sound effect? Ding dong. Thank you. Homer goes to answer it and finds Harry Potter standing on the doorstep accompanied by Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Harry Potter, exclaims Homer. Can I, what's a good Homer impression? Anybody got a good Homer Simpson impression? Do. 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 Oh, oh, like, like, hey, it's Harry Potter. What brings you to Springfield? <laughs> well, we're on. Oh, that's that's not British. What? <laughs> Hold on. What? I gotta get British. Who's British? Hermione. Oh. We're on a mission to learn. That's still redneck. How can you not Let do a British? Hermione. Do British. Hermione. 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 Where are we at? Right here. We're on a mission to learn more about Muggle World. The Muggle World. The Muggle World, explains Hermione. We thought we'd start with American culture. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've come to the right place, says Homer. No. Hey, why don't you come in and have a seat? (laughs) (laughs) We're just watching a show about plastic surgery. The group sits on the couch, and Lisa turns on the TV. The screen shows a talk show featuring plastic surgery experts discussing the latest techniques and trends. What does Lisa sound like? Anybody got a Lisa impression? Yes. You know what? Lisa's can be Southern. Well, maybe you should, suggests Marge. There are all kinds of procedures you can get to improve your looks. Oh, wait. So, Harry, have you ever considered getting plastic surgery? Asks Lisa. Harry looks uncomfortable. Um, no, not really. I've always really thought... I've never really thought about it. <laughs> well, you should suggest, Marge. There are all kinds of procedures you can get to improve your looks. Have you ever heard of a nose job? I've had enough trouble with my nose. Thank you very much. <laughs> but seriously, persists Lisa. What do you think is the best kind of plastic surgery? Harry thinks for a moment. I don't really, I don't really have an option, opinion. opinion on that. I guess it depends on the person and what they want to achieve. Interesting, says Homer. I think the best kind of plastic surgery is the one that makes you look like a celebrity. Like for me, instance, I could be a dead ringer for George Clooney if I just had a little bit of work done. This conversation continues on in this manner with the Simpsons offering their own humorous takes on plastic surgery, while Harry and his friends look. In bemusement. Why is this part British? The trio, because I wanted it to be, takes their leaves, thanking the Simpsons and for their hospitality and promising to keep in touch. That was a really bad British accent. I personally really enjoyed that one. That was that was really fun. Um, can we can we redo, um, 
Should we redo the Phil one? The Punxsutawney Phil and Sliz, or um, oh, that's a good one. We can do. Oh, the Michael Jackson and Peter Griffin. Yeah, both yeah. of them. Um, uh, I mean, whichever impression you want me to do. Please try to do your Peter Griffin impression again. That was so funny to me. Which one was my Peter Griffin? It was the one with Peter J- Griffin and Michael Jackson. I don't know what you did. Do y'all do have a good Peter Griffin impression? Anyone in the crowd? Oh, that was... No, that's Redneck. What do you do in, like, what was his last name? Lois. Lois. Lois the Peter. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Peter. It just heard me like, Peter. Okay, you know what? Hold on, I might be able to... Hi, Mr. Jackson. <laughs> Thanks for seeing me. I've been struggling a lot lately, and I was hoping you could help me. A, B, C. Easy as one, two, three. The simplest door, baby. A, B, C. One, two, three. Baby, you and me. Oh. Uh, okay, well, I've got this problem, you see. I've been addicted to eating calculators. I know it's weird, but I can't stop, and it's starting to affect my life. <laughs> don't stop till you get enough. Keep down with the force. Don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. Uh, I don't think that really applies to my situation. I mean, I need to stop eating calculators, don't I? Hee <laughs> Uh, what was that? The way you make me feel. You really turn me on. You really knock me off my feet. My lonely days are gone. I don't understand what that has to do with anything. Don't worry about a thing. Uh. Cause every little thing is gonna be alright. Sing it. Don't worry about a thing. Cause every little thing is gonna be alright. I'm starting to get frustrated. It's not gonna be alright. I need to stop eating calculators and I don't know how. You are not alone. I'm here with you. Though you're far away, I am here to stay. <laughs> That's really kind of you to say, Mr. Jackson. <laughs> you are my sunshine, my holy sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. Thank you for your help, Mr. Jackson. <laughs> I think I know what I need to do now. Oh, wait, that's redneck again. <laughs> Love is a feeling. Give it when I want it. Cause I'm on fire. Quench my desire. Alrighty, I think that's enough for today. Thanks again, Mr. Jackson. Bit it! Bit it! broke the mic. <laughs> Show and have lucky. Strong is your fight. It doesn't matter who's wrong or right. Just beat it. Beat it. <coughs> and scene. <laughs> Genuinely left speechless by that one every time. Okay, so what would you what would you rate that one? I think that one's like a eight point five. I would give that an eight. Yeah. Eight on average. Eight on average. What would you rate it? Ten. Thanks. We got a ten. We got a ten out of ten. We got a ten. Um Sliz and Phil? Sliz and Phil. Alright, am I am I Phil again? Yes. Okay. These are much less entertaining the second go around. I, I think it's just as really well, for you. I guess I've heard these a few times because I wrote them. 
But for you, I guess it's more entertaining to hear it the first time. This is true. Hold on, I have to... Oh, also for background, like... So Isabel wrote hers this morning, right? Yes. But I wrote them last night, and Isabel came in the kitchen, apparently, and heard me giggling in my room. And giggling is like an understatement. I heard her, like, (laughs) cackling. Y'all, I am so funny. Okay. (laughs) I'm glad you think so, Malin. Thanks. Moving on. Hold on, I gotta gotta get in character for a second. Just give me a minute. How do you say Punxsutawney? Oh, that's how you say it. Punxsutawney Phil. Okay. So this one is about... uh, We need dead air for, like, three seconds. Good morning, Mr. Sliz. I'm Punxsutawney Phil, your doctor for today. What brings you in? Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by. I'm sorry, Mr. Sliz. I don't quite understand. Can you tell me what's been bothering you? My leg too stanky. Uh, I see. That's why you smell so bad. You've been performing the stanky leg dance repeatedly at your concerts. Do the stanky leg! Do the stanky leg! Okay, but I understand that you're noticing some pain or discomfort in your legs. And that has made all the difference. I see. Are you aware that performing the stinky leg too often can cause harm to your body? I shall be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence. Mr. Sliz, I need you to focus on your health. You cannot keep ignoring this issue and hoping it'll go away. You are really stinky. You rank like filthy body parts. When I hit the dance floor, I'll be like, hey, yay, yay. <laughs> I understand that performing the stinky leg dance has gained you a lot of popularity and risen your ego and praise from your fans. But you need to take care of your body first and foremost because you smell horrific. Phil! Do the stanky leg. Do the stanky leg. Do you understand that your health is important? You need to take responsibility for your well-being. I took the one less traveled by. No. I understand that you want to be unique and different from other performers, but that doesn't mean that you should sacrifice your health. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by. Mr. Sliz, I'm afraid we're not making any progress here. You need to take this seriously and seek proper treatment. I shall be telling with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence. I'm sorry, Mr. Sliz, but I think we've come to the end of my appointment. You need to understand that your health is important and you need to take care of it. When I hit the dance floor, I'll be like, hey, yay, yay. I'm afraid. Oh, wait. Yeah, you skipped one. Mr. Sliz, I understand that the stanky leg is a big part of your identity. Actually, it's the only part of your identity. But you need to realize that you are more than just one dance move. Your health and well-being are more important than anything else, especially your B.O. Two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by. I cannot continue this appointment. I bid you adieu. (laughs) Scene. So, um, the background for that one, (laughs) I told ChatGPT to write a monologue depicting a doctor's appointment between Sliz, the member of the famous American hip-hop group G.S. Boys, Patience, and Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog, doctor. Sliz is coming to the doctor because his leg is too stanky from doing the stanky leg dance repetitively at his concerts. Sliz is also stressed because he knows doing the stanky leg too often can cause him harm. But he has developed an addiction, um, wait, to the praise his fans give him when he does the stanky leg at his concerts. Sliz can only respond by saying lyrics from the song Stanky Leg by the GS Boys and The Road Less Traveled 
I think that's the poem by Robert Frost. Yes. Yeah. Um, Punxsutawney Phil is already stressed because it's Groundhog Day, and the fact that Sliz can only respond by saying lyrics from the song Stanky Leg and the poem really makes him even more stressed. Yes. <gasps> Are we doing our president one next, or do you have one that you want to do? Ray, do you want to be Joe Biden? <laughs> okay, so for for some context, I had it write a script. Wait, I need to I need to listen to Barack Obama before I debating like, like discussing their worst nightmares. And it wrote one, and it was so bold that it could not take it any further, and it just stops. And then I had it, I regenerated it, and it wrote a new one, and it wrote one that's still funny but not equally as funny. So. Search up Barack Obama interview so I can remember what he sounds like. We're going to do the first one. Or Barack Obama speaking. We're going to do the first one, and then we'll jump into the second one. My fellow Americans. <laughs> I guess kind of what he sounds like. My fellow Americans. <gasps> yeah, that, that was, was perfect. perfect. <laughs> My fellow Americans. Reboot our auto. Unleash the longest stretch of the go- job. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. we're okay, good. We're good. We're good. Just sound like an old man. Do like your best grandpa impression. <laughs> Can you actually sound like Donald Trump this time? <laughs> the first take she like only could do a southern accent for Donald Trump, and it was so bad. Because <laughs> we were just sitting there like, what is happening? Nothing right now suggests they were related to China's spy balloon program. It's like, it's like nothing right now. Okay. Yeah. So, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to share this mic like really close. Okay. We're gonna have to be best friends for a second. Okay. Like we already are. Obama, hit us off. Take us oh, wait, off. Oh wait, oh wait. What are we reading? I don't even know what we're okay, reading. Okay. You're reading the first one. First. The first one? Okay. Yeah, the short one. Hey, Donald. Joe and I were just talking about our worst nightmares. <laughs> Hello. Oh, I'm sure that's. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they were very scary. <laughs> Here we go. I'm sure they were very scary. Actually, they are. Mine is losing my loved ones to COVID-19 and seeing our democracy crumble under your leadership. Joe's right. My nightmare is smaller, but also includes a nuclear war started by a careless tweet. That's ridiculous. I've done more for this country than any other president. That's not true. And your actions have consequences. You've caused a lot of damage, and it's going to take a lot of work to fix it. We need a leader. Who cares about the scene? <laughs> it so, got like I there. said, it got very bold, and I think it scared itself and just stopped. So I regenerated it, and it wrote this one. Okay, Joe starts. Joe, Joe, take us away. Well, I have to say that my worst nightmare is a salt. <laughs> salt. Well, I have to say that my worst nightmare is a thought of losing the trust and faith of the American people. As president, it's my responsibility to lead with integrity and transparency. And I worry every day about making a misstep that could erode the confidence of the people I serve. I can understand that, Joe. My worst nightmare is similar. But it's specifically about losing the progress that we made during my time in office. The thought of policies that we fought hard to implement being rolled back or the country moving backwards on issues like healthcare. Climate change and civil rights keeps me up at night. Well, I don't know about you guys. My worst nightmare is probably getting banned from Twitter. But seriously, 
I do worry about the future of this country. If we don't take a strong stance on immigration and national security, we can't let our country become overrun by outsiders who don't share our values. I think we can all agree that the security and prosperity of the United States is a priority. But I have to say, I'm also deeply concerned about the rise of authoritarianism <laughs> and anti-democratic forces around the world. The erosion of democratic norms and institutions is a threat to all of us, and we need to take it seriously. Absolutely, Barack. And to be honest, I also worry about the health and well-being of my family and loved ones. In this line of work, there are threats and risks, and I try to stay vigilant and prepared for whatever may come. Well, I think we can all agree on that. Family is important, and I do worry about my own as well. But at the end of the day, what matters most is making America great again. And if we can stay focused on that goal, everything else will fall into place. Scene. Scene. See, see, Joe, I realized he had to talk slower. Yeah. He, like, talks, like, extremely just, like, America. No, he talks so slow. We need to do this. America. We. But look, look. With Trump, you could have been, like, (laughs) what matters most at the end. Wait, hold up. No, I just had it in my head. Making America great again. No, that's not it. I lost it. I don't sound like Donald Trump. Making America great again. That was good. That was good. He, like, you have to realize he purses his lips when he talks. He does purse his lips. Hold I, I think it helps. Making America great again. See? Like, oh! He, like, does Whoa. that. Whoa! Like, you, if you see interviews with him, he, like, purses his lips out. Yes. And, like, you do that, and you're like, this makes so much more sense. That does make sense. I'm currently having it write a story in which Miranda sings Mary's Hobby. That's beautiful. This has been Joe Biden out. Thank you, Joe Thank Biden. Thank you, Joe Biden. Do you want to read do you want to read the one about um the husband and the wife? Yeah, while it writes. Writing? Yeah. Hold on, I'm, can I look at your computer so it doesn't yeah. like lag? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're not gonna tell you what this one's about because it's kinda like, you know, it's it's kinda obvious. It's oh did something break? No. Hopefully I'm, we're still going. I'm we'll going find out. crazy. Anyways. Um Okay. Come here. Come here. Okay. Had to drag Mr. Mike out to myself. Okay. Scene. A living room. The husband is sitting on the couch and his wife standing in front of him, looking concerned. I'm the husband. You don't believe me, do you? But I'm telling you. Deeper, babe. Eating a calculator every day has made me better at math. I can solve equations faster and I understand concepts I never could before. It's like the numbers just come to me naturally now. Honey, I under I understand that you believe that, but eating a calculator is not going to improve your math skills. It's not healthy, and it's not safe. But I feel smarter, more capable. And it's not just a feeling, it's real! I can see a difference in my work, and it's all thanks to the calculators. Honey, I'm worried about you, though. You've met, you've had you've having hallucinations. You've been seeing life-size calculators with legs and arms. That's not normal. But they're real! I've seen them, and I can't explain it. But they're helping me with my math. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. (laughs) I think it's time we see a doctor. There might be something going on with your brain, and we need to get it checked out. No, no, no. I don't need a doctor. I just need to keep eating the calculators. They're the key to unlocking my full potential. 
I can't let you do this to yourself, honey. I love you too much. You need to stop eating those calculators and seek help. Husband looks at his wife, but suddenly his gaze shifts to the coffee table where there's a calculator sitting. His expression changes and he jumps from the couch, lunging towards the calculator. I need it! I need it! <laughs> wife looks alarmed as the husband grabs the calculator and starts gnawing on it. Oh my goodness! We need to get you help right now! Husband looks up at his wife, his mouth full of broken calculator pieces. You know what? You're right. I need help. I'm sorry. I just got carried away. Let's get you the help you need, okay? We'll get through this together. Husband nods. The couple embraces. The camera fades to black. And scene. Scene. That one's like a seven out of ten for me. Really? I like that one. That like, one... I like it. It's just not my favorite. Because, like, I really... Because the, the... I really like the president one. I won't lie. The president one is funny. The first president one would have been beautiful. I know. I wish going. it would have finished. Okay. So, I have the fictional script in which Miranda Sings marries Abby the Tiger. However, I feel like their wedding day needs, like, a conflict. Okay. Then write, put a conflict on their wedding day. But so I don't decide what the conflict is. No, but is interrupted by, by a, a sudden and extreme conflict. What do you mm. think the worst thing that could happen on your wedding day is? It's like Ray, huh? Ooh. Oh yeah, detective scene. Yeah. Can you do a good Miranda Sings? Remind me what she sounds like. I don't know. Hold on. Oh, wait. You gotta be... Well... Wait, no. I remember it in a way, but like... It's good. It's good. Okay. It's good. That's good. Dude, let me me tell you. Middle school... Middle school... I remember when that was such a big thing. I was Miss Miranda. I don't think I could do it. I I really couldn't either. I like to pretend like I could. I still can't do it. But yeah, I have, let's see, let me read y'all off what I've written. Oh, I have a lot of, um, (laughs) poems about me and my boyfriend arguing over the logistics of releasing gas and time travel, because that was actually a serious bodily gas. That was actually a serious argument we got into one time. And then it became a joke of creating poems over chat GPT. And so now I have a ton like a ton of poems in there just from like it's really <laughs> um let's see kung fu panda empowerment write a poem about kung fu panda is epic <laughs> it doesn't even say how about how the kung fu panda movie is epic and empowering to women Empath- em- emphasizing the word epic okay we'll read this epic epic the word rings true for kung fu panda she'll see it through a warrior, a hero, a role model too. She fights for justice, she fights for good. With power and noise, she takes the stage. Her skills and moves, they know no age. She fights with honor, she fights with heart. A warrior who's smart. She's epic and empowering, no doubt about it. She's a symbol of strength and grace. She stands... Wait, she'll never quit it. She stands tall and proud, a warrior true. Kung Fu Panda, we look up to you. Yeah. That was. That was decent. Yeah. It keeps going, but it's like the same thing. So. This is true. This yeah. is true. Okay. Are you ready for um, Miranda Sings to Oppie the Tiger? Send it. 
Oh yeah, I guess I can just text you. Oh wait, no, no, no. Just oh wait, yeah, no, just put it there. That's so. Oh, you know what? Actually, I do want this on my computer. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Intro: A beautifully decorated wedding venue. Day. The guests are dressed in their best attire as they watch Miranda Sings and Abby the Tiger standing at the altar exchanging their wedding vows. I, Miranda, oh, I forgot it. It's my, Miranda, wait, Miranda, take, guys, I just had it. Hold on. I just, I forgot my Miranda Sings impression, guys. I'm sorry. I, we're going to get you a, Miranda, thank you. Oh, I, (laughs) hold on. I Okay, I got it. I Miranda take you Obi. I don't think she's normally uh. singing. <laughs> yes, she is. Oh, okay. Obi <laughs> to be my lawfully wedded husband. I promise to love, cherish and support you through thick and thin till death do us part. It's not doing well. I, Obi, take you. I feel like that's not what Obi. Obi sounds like a frat guy. Yeah. I, mm, can I get a frat guy impression real quick? I, Obi, take you, Miranda. I, Obi, take you, Miranda, to be my lawfully wedded wife. I promise to love, cherish, and protect you from all harm till death do us part. The guests cheer as the couple kisses. (laughs) Suddenly a loud explosion is heard, and the whole venue shakes. People start panicking, and chaos ensues. Miranda, we need to get out of here. What's happening? I don't know, but we need to leave now. They try to run out, but the exit is blocked by debris. They look for another way out, but everything is crumbling around them. The guests are screaming, and some are trapped under the rubble. We need to help them! (laughs) I know, but we can't do it alone. We need to find a way to call for help. But ow! My phone is dead and the venue phone lines are down. We need to get to higher ground. Maybe we can find a signal. They make their way up to the stairs, dodging falling debris. They reach the roof and Obby pulls out a signal flare. This might attract some attention. He lights the flare and it shoots up into the sky. They wait anxiously for a response. Suddenly, a helicopter appears, hovering over the venue. Thank God. They found us. The helicopter lowers a rope, and they climb up to safety. What the heck just happened? (laughs) I don't know, but we're safe now. The couple embraces as they watch the venue collapse in on itself. Their wedding day had turned into a nightmare, but they were grateful to be alive. Obby, I'm glad we made it out. (laughs) Me too, Miranda. We'll make it through anything, as long as we're together. The helicopter flies them away from the destruction, and they look out at the city, wondering what had caused the sudden and extreme conflict. I really want to, like, work on my Miranda Sings accent, because, like, it used to be really good at middle school. Let's do a wiki how Miranda Sings. Wiki how Miranda Sings. Yes. Miranda Sings. How. Like, I had it really well during some of the segments, but then other ones, like, it was just, it was not working. Oh my gosh, she was on Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. She had her own, like, TV show. Yeah, she did. I watched the TV show. It was so good. <laughs> How to sing with pictures. That's not helpful. Miranda sings fan wikis. Hold up. Let's see. How mm. much time do we have? 15 minutes. Plenty. Oh, do you remember the song Haters Back Off? 
No, but I literally my life is my life beaches is every single night and messy buns and Christmas lights and literally, my yeah, life is skinny waist and highs. Oh, I watched so many DIY videos. It was so bad. Like it was my mm. Okay. Let's see. Let's have it right. Um let me can we read can we please read the one that I made that you don't think makes sense? I just don't think it's funny. I think it's funny. <laughs> We're gonna explain I'm gonna explain the context behind it. So I it's asked only it, funny <laughs> because it, you just pulled it like you didn't even <laughs> it didn't even write anything. You wrote it for it? No I didn't. No I didn't you and then it wrote This is how I have it um Melon, there's like a whole 200 words. Th- that's how I tell it to write all of them. That's how I wrote. Like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Look. Look, that's how I did the stanky leg one, too. That, it's even longer. See, mine are like a sentence. No, see, that. this is what makes them interesting. You have to be detailed. That's why, that's, that's what gets, okay. So, I told it. Actually, let's read it and I'll tell you what it said. <sighs> I already have it. Okay, so I do you want to be, do you want to be 3,000 or big boy? I don't care. I don't want to read it. Um, you get to be big boy then. What does big boy sound like? Yeah, but you just there, there will be some skipped words in this. In Malin, this. what does big boy sound like? I I don't know. This came out of your brain. Do you know what outcast sounds like? No. <laughs> Have you ever heard the song Miss Jackson? Yeah, but I can't like do I'm it. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real. So never meant to make your daughter cry. What the heck, man? <laughs> Why are you talking like that? Okay. We're on a stage facing each other in the atmosphere sense. Shake it, shake, shake it, shake it, ha, ha. Shake it, shake, shake it, shake it. Oh, we could take it to the Bay area. We could take it to the chocolate factory. Come on, man. Cut it out. I know you like to thank you. Don't stank, but lean a little bit closer. See, roses really smell like boo-boo. Can we just talk like normal people? Ahem. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so I know this for sure. But does she really wanna? But I can't stand to see me walk out the door. I forgot how that went. What okay. the are you talking about, man? Ice cold. I'm so fresh, so clean. Salsa Flex 3000. See, the only reason that's funny is because you pulled that out of your own brain and were like, he can use sal- he can use words from his songs, or he could say the word Salsa Flex 3000. AI did not write that. You wrote that. No, continue. Keep going. Oh, great. You're going to make it a salsa company no, now? No, no, no. Oh, you ruined the story. This, this is ridiculous. Where, oh, this is ridiculous. I can't have a conversation with you if you're just spouting out random lyrics. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, ladies. Yeah! Now we gonna break this thing down for a few seconds. That's You're laughing so hard, nobody can understand. Melon, this is only funny to you. I'm telling you. People are gonna listen to this and be like, what in the world? You can't even finish it! You're yes, crying right now! Yes, I can. Just keep going. Just keep going. It's, it's so, it's such a good story. <laughs> Rolling his eyes. I'm done with this. <laughs> throws a tomato at 3,000. 3,000. Dodges a tomato and then looks at it. Inspired. Hmm. Salsa flex 3,000. Oh, great. You're going to make a salsa company now? Yes, sir. I'm going to shake it like a Polaroid picture. 
And it's going to be worth $3.2 billion in five years. Yeah, right. Five years later, Big Boy is sitting in a rundown apartment while 3000 is being interviewed on a news show. Why am I can poor you be the, now? Can you be the interviewer? That's the whole point of the story. <laughs> so, Andre, tell us about your new business venture, SalsaFlex 3000. Well, you know, I got inspired by a tomato that was thrown at me during an argument with my friend. And I just had to turn that negative energy into something positive. And now, SalsaFlex 3000 is worth $3.2 billion. Dang. I should have thrown... I shouldn't have thrown those tomatoes. Gotta learn from my mistakes. End scene. (laughs) Okay, so what I typed in for that is write a monologue depicting an argument between two best friends, rapper Andre 3000... Benjamin and Antoine, See, like she invented these names. Um, you have to let AI be No, funny. I didn't. That's that's their names. From like that's the Outcast members' names. Oh yeah, it is you're right. Hello? From the hip hop group Outcast. Three thousand can only talk using lyrics from their song Roses, Miss Jackson, So Fresh, So Clean, and Hey Ya. And three thousand can also say Salsa Flicks three thousand because that's the name of his company. I didn't want it to get to the end and like him not be able to say that. Big Boy becomes aggravated by this and ends up throwing tomatoes at 3,000. 3,000 feels inspired by the t- tomatoes thrown and creates a salsa company called SalsaFlex 3000 that has a network of $3.2 billion by the first five years it's created. Big Boy then learns from his mistakes of throwing tomatoes after he goes bankrupt when they break up the hip-hop group because of the incident. <laughs> Aren't I so creative? Mm-hmm. <laughs> creative is a word that i would use ray did you enjoy that i did see i didn't know outcast was more than one guy <laughs> you heard it here outcast is more than one guy did you know that it's like it's like tame impala is no is it one guy yeah i think so as a cat living with taylor swift my days are filled with all sorts of excitement and luxury i spend my time lounging on soft pillows playing with shiny toys and getting showered with affection for my human mom Life is good, but sometimes I can't help but feel a little bit curious about the world outside our cozy apartment. Keep going. Whenever I gaze out the window, I see a world full of wonders and mysteries. Birds fly by, leaves rustle in the wind, and people bustle about their daily lives. I wonder what it's like to explore that world, to feel the grass between my paws, to chase after a butterfly, but think again... Maybe it's not so bad being a pampered house cat. After all, I have a warm bed to sleep in, plenty of treats to snack on, and all the love I could ever want. Sometimes, when Taylor's busy writing songs or recording music, I like to curl up on her lap and listen to her sing. Her voice is so soothing, and it makes me feel safe and content. I may not be able to understand the words she's singing, but the melody is enough to make me purr with happiness. At night, when Taylor goes to bed, I like to curl up next to her and keep her company. I may not be able to talk to her, but I like to think that she can... Feel my warmth and love. And as I drift off to sleep, I dream about all of the, all of the adventures I have, both inside and outside our little apartment. Okay, I'm typing one up. This is going to be really good. Okay, stand by for ten minutes while she writes her. Okay, here we go. Ready? Once upon a time, there was a fly that lived on the walls of the multi-million dollar mansion belonging to the famous bassist of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Flea. The fly would spend its days buzzing around the various rooms, watching Flea practice his bass guitar and entertain guests. However, despite living in such a luxurious home, the fly couldn't help but feel neglected and inferior. One day, the fly decided to build up the courage to talk to Flea. It flew up to him while he was practicing and said, 
Excuse me, Mr. Flea, but I couldn't help but notice that you seem to ignore my presence. I feel invisible and unimportant in this house. Flea was taken aback by the fly talking and responded rudely. What the heck? A talking fly? Get out of here. You're annoying. The fly was hurt by Flea's response, but it refused to give up. It continued. But Mr. Flea, don't you see? I'm just like you. I'm a musician, too. I create my own unique sound, just like you do with your bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. You are just a fly. You are not capable of anything remotely resembling music. I am a renowned musician. You're nothing but a pest. The fly was not discouraged. It persisted. If you would give me a chance, I could show you what I'm capable of. Please, Mr. Flea, give me just a few minutes of your time. And I promise you won't regret it. Flea rolled his eyes, but eventually relented. Fine, have it your way. But if this is a waste of my time, I will not hesitate to swatch you out of existence. The fly then began to buzz around the room, around the room creating a unique rhythm with its wings. Flea was surprised by the sound and couldn't help but be intrigued. The fly continued to buzz and flap its wings, creating a beat that Flea couldn't help but tap its foot to. Wow, that's pretty cool. Keep going. <laughs> the fly continued to buzz, and Flea continued to tap his foot. Suddenly, the fly spoke up. You know, Mr. Flea, I don't think you appreciate me enough. I may be small, but I'm just as important as you are. I think you should leave your own mansion and go on a journey with me to discover what the world has to offer. You just destroyed the mic. Look at the mic. <laughs> what? Why would I do that? Because I can offer you something you can't get in a mansion. A sense of adventure and freedom you've never felt before. You always play it safe, but with me by your side, you can truly experience life. I don't know about that. What if we get lost or something? Come on, Mr. Flea. You're a musician. You're supposed to be spontaneous and take risks. Don't you want to break free from this boring routine and do something exciting for a change? Flea thought about it for a moment and then shrugged. All right, let's do it. But if we get lost, it's all your fault. The fly beamed with satisfaction as it led Flea out of the mansion and into the great unknown. As they flew off into the sunset, Flea couldn't help but feel a sense of excitement and wonder that he hadn't felt for a long time. And all because of a silly little fly who refused to be ignored. And <laughs> see. I threw your stress ball. I'm sorry. Um, that was pretty good. I won't lie. I enjoyed that I, one. I like that one. That one's good. That was good. All right. Well, it's been great having you all it's here been for really this great. episode. Thanks. Thanks for sticking around. If you did, if you managed to get you, through yep. the absolute uh -huh. catastrophe that, that was, was this episode, that was so awesome. Um. Anyways, you want to beatbox for us? Alrighty, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to this week's. Oh wait, start over. I messed okay, up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cut that I, out. I feel like I didn't have a good beatbox. Yeah. Okay. okay. Ready? Boom. Alrighty, y'all. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Shout Out on Regal 911 Auburn. I'm your host Isabel, and I'm your host Malin, and we'll see you guys next week on Regal 911 Auburn at 10 a.m. on Monday. Bye.